Hey there, this is Pastor Terry. Thank you so much for being with us here at the Grace for a Journey podcast. If you're new, welcome on in. So glad that you're here. We're in Matthew 18, going to be going 15, uh, verses 15 through 20. And we're going to talk about a theme in the Bible that is vital. It was always important in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, it became so important that God actually empowered people to pray for this reality to be true. Can I tell you what it is? Unity. Unity is vital. If you're a sports fan, I'm a sports fanatic, and and you can watch a team and you can tell if that team is unified. In other words, have they bought into the coaches, the coaches' schemes, their plans, their plays, how they do the game, and they've really bought in, they've really worked hard. You can tell if a team is unified. There are going to be some things that are true of a unified team. One, people are going to know their role, right? Two, people are going to be unselfish. Three, people are going to celebrate victories. Four, they're going to get up. They're going to continue to walk together when times get hard. Well, right here in Matthew, Jesus says this. Now, if your brother sits against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Okay, stop right there. Don't get on the phone. Don't get on social media. I am so mad at so-and-so. I can't believe that. That's not how. Do not do that. That's not how it works. Then he goes on. If he listens to you, you've gained a brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. In other words, just because you got an ax to grind with someone doesn't mean you're right and they're wrong. So you got to have evidence. You got to have witnesses that will collaborate what your story is. Now, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. <laughs> as an unbeliever and an IRS agent. That's what Jesus is saying. So, so here's the first part of, of this passage. Jesus is saying this. It is vital that you walk together as Christian brothers. Disagreements are going to come. You're going to wrong people, probably not intentionally. I don't think you would ever do that, but it's going to happen. And when it does, there's a way to correct it. And the way corrected is you go to the person and say, hey, you really offended me. And he may say, you know what? You're right. I was having a bad day. You know, car wouldn't start. You know, dog ate the whatever. You know, the kids were going nuts. I'm, I'm sorry. And then it's over. It, it, you let it go. They let it go. And you're back together. Now, um, if that doesn't happen, right, in the context of the church, you take a couple of people with you and say, you know, hey, Bob or Sue or Sally, whatever, I mean, you really hurt my feelings when you did this, or or you borrowed um, this item from me and you've never returned it, and man, that's special to me, and you won't even respond to me anymore, or you borrowed some money. By the way, don't, bo- don't lend money to believers, give money. That's a little side note, but you might take the, then you take two or three witnesses, you establish that the facts are true, and then if it is true, and the person is unrepentant, then consider them a Gentile and a tax collector. In other words, consider them a non-believer because believers want to walk together in unity. Now, the second part of this is, is a weaponized prayer that the Lord gives us for people who have walked away. So this is what he says. Now, truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if, if two of you agree, on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by the Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am strong and I am among them. So Jesus says this, 
Now, a lot of people are taking these verses and they've applied it in a lot of different ways. And, and you know, I just take it within the context. And so the context here is there is a brother who has gone astray because he's not repentant. He doesn't want to be in fellowship. He doesn't want to walk in unity. So I come together with other believers and I can begin to pray, God, make them uncomfortable. God, bring this to their mind. God, convict their heart. God, bind Hey, they've got all this stuff going on at work. Lord, shut it down until they come back in unity with the fellowship. You're saying, so unity is that important? Absolutely, it's that important. And, and so as you do that, the Bible says in this context, you have power to pray and God will move on your behalf because the Lord loves unity as much, if not more, than anything else. Because the mission he's given us to do, take the gospel to the world, takes a unified group of believers to do it. Hey, pray for unity today, and you'll find unbelievable grace for your journey. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much, and thank you for today. Lord, I pray that we will walk together following you and advancing the gospel. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.